Welcome to Your Excellent You, a self-development podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Danielle, and I believe that success is achieved from the inside out. I'm a certified life coach with over a decade of experience running a profitable online business. Here's what I know for sure. Being an entrepreneur is a crash course in self-development. So I'm taking everything I've learned throughout my business building journey and sharing it with you. If you want practical, actionable insights to improve your mindset and grow your business, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started on today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am your host, Danielle, and I am continuing this week having the conversation around ambition. Last week, we talked about having ambition without the hustle. This week, I want to take another look at ambition and give you some different thoughts to consider as you are growing and scaling your business. If you listened to last week's episode, I told a story about my early years as a young architect climbing the corporate ladder and how I was very ambitious and had set big audacious goals for myself that I knew would take a lot of hard work and dedication and a lot of time commitment in order to accomplish. So this episode, I'm going to continue that story because I never really got to the end of what happened to me. I'll just suffice to say that it didn't go as planned, but it worked out better than I could have ever imagined. As I said last week, ambition is a beautiful thing until it isn't. When we investigate what's fueling our ambition, we can decide if it is getting us to what we truly want in our life and our business. If it's not, we can make a change towards what does. Today, I'm exploring the importance of aligned ambition in growing and scaling our business. Aligned ambition is just business that is based in our intentions, integrity, and authenticity. All three of those must be given equal importance for us to experience true alignment. I'm going to take a closer look at all of this, but before I do, I'd like to share with you the very tough lesson I learned that brought me to the realization of how important it is that we focus on incorporating all three of those as we pursue our goals. Here's a quick recap of my story that I shared in last week's episode. I started my career working for a corporate architecture firm. I immediately realized that I had a goal to get promoted within the company into a titled position. It was prestigious, it was exclusive, and it came with a lot of benefits, including money. Once I set this goal, I defaulted to doing the things that had always brought me success. I worked harder than everyone else, I worked longer than everyone else, and I gave everything my absolute all. I made reaching this goal my priority. Getting promoted was what I wanted, and I was willing to work hard to have it. In fact, I often found myself prioritizing work over my personal life. I wanted it that bad. For a lot of people, this hard drive and work ethic may have landed them in burnout or even to the point of being hospitalized with physical fatigue or some other medical ailment because they've worked themselves to the bone. But that's not what happened to me. My story had an unusual twist that I didn't see coming, and it left me wondering if this goal was even worth pursuing at all. It all started with a very specific moment and situation that happened to me 
about three years into my career. At this time, I was doing really well inside the corporate architecture firm. I had developed a reputation of being a valuable team member. I was known for always going above and beyond and consistently over-delivering. This was intentional. I wanted to get that exclusive promotion that only occurred once a year and was awarded to very select and few individuals. I anticipated it would take me about five years to get there, so at this point, I was more than halfway to my goal. It was around this time that I finally received some undeniable validation that I was on the right track. My architecture firm landed a project with a client who specifically had chosen us because they wanted the project to win design awards. The company quickly assembled a, quote, dream team to work on this project, and I was offered the opportunity to be on the team. In that moment, I remember feeling that my long hours of hard work were worth all of the sacrifice. I was on the team. I remember thinking that this meant it was all starting to come together. The project was validation that my contribution to the company meant something. I was being rewarded with a project that would boost my portfolio and allow me to prove my value to a whole new set of senior associates. I felt like I had finally made it. And for the very first time in three years of working there, I felt like my goal was within reach. That felt amazing. But what happened next caught me completely off guard and changed me in ways that I still struggle to describe. Two weeks later, after being invited to be on the team, there was a kickoff meeting that was planned where all of the team members would come together and we would learn more about the project and create a plan for completion. The day before that meeting, my current project manager came to my desk because he wanted to talk with me about the project. He told me that there had been a change to the staffing and my spot on the team was being filled by someone else. I would not be working on the project. Not only that, since there was not a different project for me to work on, I would be assigned to work in another division of the company. I was devastated. I asked him what happened why I was no longer on the team, and why a particular person had replaced me. And he didn't have an answer. Someone else made the request to have this particular employee on the team, and they decided to honor that request, which meant that I was off. He may not have known why I was abruptly removed from the team, but I knew exactly why. See, the person who replaced me was a peer of mine. She was somebody I had worked with and that I knew, And she was smart and hardworking and ambitious, a lot like me, and I had tremendous respect for her. But there was one difference between the two of us. While I was quiet and focused on letting my work speak for itself, she was very intentional about making strategic connections that would benefit her directly. I noticed that after this particular project was announced to the company, She became very friendly with one of the senior members of the design team. I didn't think much of it at the time when I made those observations, but when I was told that she would be replacing me on the team, I realized she hadn't spent two weeks being friendly. She spent two weeks marketing herself, and it worked. She got a spot on the dream team, and I was out. In that moment, 
I had a realization about what my future looked like. If I wanted to move up the corporate ladder, my drive and ambition and work ethic wasn't going to be enough. There's a system in place and I had to be willing to work the system to get what I want. In that moment, I felt like I had to decide, was I going to change who I am in order to get what I want? Or am I going to honor my values and do what feels right for me? I wrestled with this decision for a long time. I had spent years giving my all, proving my worth, doing everything I could so that I could be given an opportunity just like this one, an opportunity that would lead to the promotion I so badly wanted. How could I have overlooked that some people will do anything it takes to get success? I knew the answer to this. I had chosen to overlook this because manipulating people for self-gain is in direct conflict with my values. If getting promoted meant working the system by being conniving and manipulating and creating relationships that were purely strategic for my own advancement, then my only response is, no thank you. When choosing between ambition and integrity, I will always choose integrity. That was the moment that I set down the reins of everything I had spent years working towards and surrendered to honoring myself. It felt awful. It also felt very powerful. What happened next was a series of events that can only be described as divine intervention. I was an architect without a project, and an architect without a project very soon becomes an unemployed architect. I started floating around from team to team, filling in spots, working on projects wherever they needed help. Then one day, I was approached by a project manager who I didn't really know very well. She invited me to join her team on a project that was coming out of Northern California. It would be fast-paced and it would involve travel, but she thought I was the perfect person for the role. I agreed and I was looking forward to contributing in a meaningful way to a project that was my own. What I didn't know when I agreed to work with her and to join her team is that this project was different. It was a top-secret project at the request of the client. This meant we could not discuss the project outside of our team. No one, even the people in our office, could know what we were working on. It was given the name Nexus, and that's how we referred to it. It turns out this project was not just in Northern California. It was a project based in Cupertino. The company behind the project was Apple Computers, and the top secret nature of it was spearheaded by Steve Jobs himself. At that time, he decided he wanted to revolutionize the way people would shop for computers. He wanted to create a space in every mall in America where people could walk in and interact with the Mac computers. The design of the stores was critical to meet his vision. He did not want any barriers to keep people from being able to touch, feel, and experience this product that he was so tremendously proud of. My firm had landed the role to build the Apple stores starting in Southern California and expanding across the United States and eventually the world. 
there I was with a leading role on the team assigned to taking Steve Jobs' vision and making it real. Just like that, my career changed in an instant. I was now contributing to a project that would become the most prestigious project in our entire company, and I did not compromise my integrity to get there. So why am I telling you all this? The reason I'm sharing this story is because as entrepreneurs, as we grow and scale our business, we will be exposed to questionable business tactics that can create the success we desire. We will see hustle culture glorified. We will see marketing tactics that border on manipulation. We will see other entrepreneurs cut corners, manipulate systems, and do whatever it takes in order to achieve success. And we will be faced with a choice to make regarding our practices and how we are going to run our businesses. And here's the thing. These tactics will be tempting because we can see proof that they work. I bet you can already come up with a few examples of other online practices that you don't like, but you are tempted by because you've seen the results they can create. In those moments, we will need to decide what do we want to do? Do we want to follow what feels right and true for us? Or will we give in to temptation? Quite often, in this moment, it will not be an easy decision. I shared my story today because as ambitious entrepreneurs, we will be presented with situations where we will have to evaluate what we want, why we want it, and what are we willing to do to get it. Each and every one of those moments will provide us an opportunity to ask ourselves, is our ambition in alignment or have we defaulted to the end justifies the means mentality? Former Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller once said, going after stability and money can make you a slave to the system and it can make you compromise what you truly believe in. So I ask you this, my friend, In order to get the success, the money, the fame, the fortune, whatever it is you desire, are you willing to compromise what you truly believe in? The thing about this type of ambition, this unaligned ambition, is that it feels like we are pursuing more, but we always end up getting less because it leaves us unfulfilled in the end. The good news is that there is an alternative. We can choose to bring our ambition into alignment with our intentions, integrity, and authenticity. When we do this, we can achieve meaningful success, the type of success that leaves us feeling proud, powerful, and completely fulfilled. However, success created from aligned ambition, it may not look how we expect, and it may not show up the way we expect it to. But when it does, we will often be completely surprised and in awe what it brings to us. When we listen to the quiet voice of intuition and we honor that over our intellectual justification in our mind and with our actions, we create this space for life to delight and surprise us in ways that we could never have imagined. This delicate balance between desire and ambition 
It is the foundation of creating a business and life that we love. The good news is if you feel like your business has started drifting away from your values, today is a great day to start getting it back into alignment and to get it back on track simply by making different decisions. Success begins within, and when your business is aligned with what's inside of you, beautiful things happen. That's it for this week, my friends. I'll be back again next week with more tips and insights to help you become the next best version of yourself. Bye for now. Thanks for being here today. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to leave a review. Not only does it help me, but it allows other entrepreneurs like you to find this podcast. I'll be back next week with more practical, actionable insights to help you improve your mindset and grow your business. Talk to you soon.